today on The Breakdown. It's another Matt Berkey PCA hand. This time there's 15 players left in the PokerStars Caribbean adventure. He's going to be in a tough spot, I'll tell you right now. I am excited to talk about this. I don't know how I feel about these decisions. We're going to explore this together right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. This is one of those hands that I feel like we're going to get stuck in the weeds a lot. Could happen. Trying to figure out stuff. Could happen. It's going to be a little bit complicated. That's fun. Be like, we're going to end up leveling ourselves during the podcast. We're going to end up having like circuitous logic where we're like, but if we did this, then he must do this. But then he can't do that. And we're going to like, our heads are going to explode. Let's try not to do those things though. Let's, Let's make an intention to be clear and put together the whole podcast this time. You've been talking to, to Daniel Negreanu a lot recently. Why? Cause I said intention and clear. <laughs> Whatever, man. Clear center. It's yeah. the choice center, not the clear oh, center. I thought it you was weirdo. Oh, going yeah. clear is Scientology. Yeah, yeah. That's what you I got. I founded those two things. Yeah. Well, you know, it isn't, it isn't a Tuesday if uh, Grant Dennison isn't attacking Scientology on a podcast. So. Well, it's not Tuesday. No, it's, you didn't attack Scientology. You just no. said it is Scientology. You're fine. Right. Right. Scientology it's is... It's a Wednesday. Everything's fine. Tuesday is Scientology bashing day. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday is just like you can acknowledge it. Yeah. Like it's there. <laughs> yeah. It exists. Not going to put it down. Not going to put Peter Mercil down for suggesting this hand. No. Good job, Peter. Peter's You're the only, the only one. It. That means that a lot of you are, how shall we say, wanting... <laughs> As far as the quality of suggesting you're doing, I'm disappointed in Ben Page. I'll tell you what. Mm. You know who I'm disappointed in? What? Brian. Brian. With a Y. I mean, he's been disappointing for a while. That guy is like, something happened to him. He's retired. He's, is he retired or has he been retired? He's retired. He's I feel like he's been retired by, you know, a crack team of operatives. Well, he was too powerful. They <laughs> had to do something. <laughs> but Ben Page, man, this is this is a little bit disappointing. This is kind of like... The first couple of years, James Harden went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, great regular season. Then look at this. Look at what happens now. 17 turnovers in one game, Ben Page. I'm just saying, Lonzo Ball has one good game. And everyone's like, oh, it was a great pick. And, you know, and but you know what? You got to do it for more than just one weekend, Ben Page. Yeah. <laughs> but good job, Peter. Yeah. Peter Marcel. Yeah. Peter found this one amongst the, the ruins. This is the diamond in the rough, this hand. I actually like this hand better than the... Uh, the Berkey fold hand, which we got a million suggestions on as, as they had to break down. I mean, six suggestions. Yeah, whatever. Million six. It's all the same to me. Uh, after, than, after five, Jonathan, <laughs> the, the dirty secret about Jonathan is he can't count past five. It's a cardinality. Five is a cardinality. Six is not for me. That's all. Okay. It's wonderful. Yeah. So 15 remain. So there's, you know, they've locked up a decent amount of money, but as is always the case, the final table is where the real money is. And especially the top three. And Matt Berkey, who's involved in this hand, has certainly got his eye on that. Yeah, for sure. Like, this this money, of course, everything matters, but this money is not something he's really focused on. I mean, he's playing Confirm. 501k games, you know? Right. So it's kind of a big deal to get top three, obviously. Also good for a solve for Y and the brand and all that stuff. Yeah, um, for sure. By the way, 15th place, because that's where we're at now, pays, they just had a very small money jump. It pays $77,000 and change. First place is $1.56 million. That's why you play to finish in the top three, guys. Because even third place is $671,000. It's only $600,000 more than 15th. Just got to outlast 12 people for six hundred dollars more. Absurd so difference. You just got to play for the wins. You got to. And I'm sure that's what Matt's doing. Yeah, me too. All right, so let's start with some weirdness here. Some Great. pre-flop weirdness. 
We got a, a young man named Pavel Vek, Veskler. Veskler. V-E-K, right? Uh, I thought it was V-S-K. Let's take a look. Uh-huh. I got it right here. It's V-E-K. You're right. Vexler. Pavel, Pavel Vexler. Pavel Vexler. He, uh, he was in the 25K Players' Championship yeah. game. Uh, we don't really know if he was a Platinum Pass winner or not, but he got 56K in that. He doesn't have a bunch of big scores. This looks like the deepest run he's had in any yeah. major thing. He has had some other nice hits, though, like 21K here. I think he has a 50K hit somewhere along the way. I think he's played a number of like main events, so he's satelliting in, or he's a cash game player who buys in once in a while. He's probably reasonable and understands yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he makes some so. strange decisions in this hand. Yeah, how reasonable? Let's find out. All right, so Vexler is under the gun and they're either seven or eight handed with 15 players remaining. Either way, it's slightly loose to open with 60 big blinds, 1.8 million to 60 K with queen 10 of hearts. Yeah. Berkey's always against queen 10 suited in the PCA. Apparently when we do hands, yeah, always Berkey is plus one. He has the same stack 1.8 million also. Okay. And he has king 10 of spades. This would be a bad call. If Berkey, I would call. Yeah. This would be a bad time to call. I would, I would fold. Yeah. Berk- I think that's the standard place it's to possible fold. Berkey's seen enough of this Pavel kid, and he's like, right. you know what? This Fuck kid opens you. way too much. Whatever. I'm three betting. That's so fine. So Berkey three bets, and if you're going to do this, this is a good time to do it deep in a major event where a lot of the players are going to be on the deepest run of their lives. They're going to be scared. People are going to be folding things like jacks behind him some of the time. You know, that's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, you're going to put... I mean, if Pavel has jacks, he's not folding, but he's going to hate his life, and he's going to fold post-flop more than he should, probably. Maybe he isn't, but a lot of players will, right? Yeah. Because it's a horrible place to be. It's possible Pavel's been opening an out-of-control amount. I'm saying this because of things that happen later in the hand. But an out-of-control amount, and then Berkey's just been waiting for an opportunity when... Pavel opens an early position where Berkey might assume Pavel's range is the same as it is in any other position. Right. Where he gets to have any reasonable hand in three bet and just isolate that. Yeah. You know, and that's a good spot. So I don't hate the idea. No, me either. It's kind of cool. How does he size it? 175 over 60. He's definitely got fold equity. I like it. Yeah. That's good. That should work. It should work. Folds back to Pavel Vexler, and uh, he decides not to call. He decides to four bet the Queen 10 of Hearts when he got three bet by plus one. Super weird decision. Now, the only way this can be right is if Berkey is three-betting him with abandon. Yeah. If Berkey is three-betting with abandon, would he be three-betting him king, ten of spades, plus one, when, he, when he's opening plus one? Maybe, but it seems like Berkey's smart enough not to, to like you know pick his spots a little bit, I would think. If Berkey's been doing it so much that he's yeah. going to be inducing four bets, this probably isn't a spot that he'd be three-betting. Yeah, I imagine I Berkey think. hasn't been doing it a crazy amount, and he's not going to do it plus one if he's doing it a crazy amount. Right. Yeah. At least not with a bad hand. Yeah. But another thing that Vexler does that is weird is his sizing. This feels kind of like 2010 tournament sizing. Berkey made it 175. Vexler makes it 375. I mean, it does threaten a significant portion of Berkey's stack, but Berkey's going to have to call or raise with so many hands. How much does Berkey start the hand with? 1.8 million. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the problem for Berkey is this is already an interesting spot for Berkey now, right? It is. He's in position. He's getting a delicious price. <laughs> yeah, delicious. However, if he calls, he, the stack to pot is already super problematic for a hand that is rarely going to flop better than one pair, you know? And is he going to like, he can't just fold, but going with it seems bad. And well, most, this is why like, most people don't three-bed king I want to question one thing you just said okay. there, because I think it's true. Most hands don't usually flop better than one pair. What about king ten of spades is different? Oh, that's a really great point. Um... 
they are all the same in that way. No, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything to say about that. No, I guess I'm saying like, even though it's like sort of connected and suited and all that, it still is mostly when, when you flop something, it's usually going to be a king or a 10. It's not going to be that many straight draws and that many flush draws, right? Okay. You're going to pick up a few of those, but only a few. And now you're not even loving it against this range, by the way. Like, let's say we flop a flush draw and he bets. We're not folding, obviously. Right. Are we, move, are we raising and effectively moving in? Because I mean, it's either if, that or call once and fold the turn. I mean, it's not good. Maybe if the good. kid's a psycho, we're moving in a yes. lot. If the kid's a psycho, we can move in. Yeah. Um, but that's it, right? The kid yeah. might be a psycho. He just four-bet queen 10. I think the kid's a psycho. Okay. Yeah. So the kid four-bets queen 10 of hearts. Berkey can fold against the tightest players, but I don't yes. think he would have made this three-bet against the tightest players. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. If you saw, if you've never seen this kid four bet like in 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 your life, except like aces or something, you can still fold the king ten of spades here, though. You can, but you're getting a really good price against a potentially wide range. But there's uh, but there's problem with uh, implied odds here, because when we call this, he made it, the kid made it three seventy five, right? Yeah. So there's going to be seven hundred fifty k in the pot, and we're going to have like one point four million, right? So we've got worse than two to one. So the implied odds aren't are bad. We're not playing this hand for implied odds. What are we playing this hand for? We're playing the hand to, for straight value to win. We're playing, we're playing to win like Rocky. Run up the steps, throw your hands in the air, you win. But our hand doesn't flop well against this range that just four bet us, right? It depends like on, we flop it depends king, on, it on the really range. Bad. It depends on the range. Yeah, against no, a traditional range, yeah. absolutely, I agree. I don't think Brookie would have three bet him in the first place if he didn't have some data on the king. Okay. Like, That's fair. Would you That's agree, fair. Would you agree with that? I, I do agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the kid's a psycho, man. That's, that's okay. just my read on the situation. Berkey calls. Yeah. Obviously, the three bet is not standard. The call is kind of more standard than the three bet once this size four bet happens. I mean, I would love a call here if they had, were 150 blind seeps so much more than you think you should 60 fold? blind seep. I think you should strongly consider it because of the stacked pot stuff. And because when he flops a pair, it's like anytime the kid doesn't fold... To like any anytime there's like significant action and the kid isn't bluffing, Berkey's always losing, and I don't like that. Yeah, but what if the kid's range is so expansive and yeah. so many bluffs? It's fine. Then maybe we should be calling pre instead of like three bet. I guess no, we want to isolate. The yeah, kid, I mean though. we're gonna get the big blind to call for sure when the kid mid yeah. opens, and he's not gonna be um he's not gonna be four betting us very often. Yeah, this is just really scary. This is scary no matter what because the kid's gonna have it once in a while, you know. I don't know. The kid needs to really be a psycho for us to call. These kids are these kids. This Berkey kid and this Vexler kid. They're playing scary poker with fifteen left in the PC. They are. They are. They're like, do you want to do this? I don't know. Do you want to do this? this That's is, basically what's this happening. This is what the kids call street poker. I think I defined street poker you for you on Poker Time. Do you need me to do it again? Why don't you do it? It's basically an excuse to play not GTO. Right. It's like it's saying like, yeah. You got all those Ike Haxton type nerds over there who figured out what the optimal line is with all these hands, but I'm going to open five, eight suited plus one, and I'm going to call a four bet with it because that's street poker. I'm going to get you post flop. I hope more people play street poker. Yeah. Keep doing that. Everybody. It's just, an, it's just another way to say I have two wide of ranges. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play as well as I could. <laughs> yeah. Street poker. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's actually great that the term exists because I think it gives people more license to play poorly. It makes it exactly. sound cool to play poorly. And even like, not just cool, but like there's even like a thought process and a reasoning behind it yeah. and stuff, you know, it's cool. Yeah. So everybody should play street poker, not us, but everybody else. Um, all right. Berkey's going to call whatever it happened. Yeah. Okay. It's queen 10 suited against king 10 suited with 15 left in the PCA. There's a four bet under the gun and plus one. Okay. I have to say one other thing about, please this. do. 
the kid is maybe a psycho, but he's not a psycho. He's not doing it right. He needs to size this bigger. If Berkey's calling with king ten of spades, yep. that's a huge, that's a huge, that, that, that's exactly the kind of hand that has to fold when you four bet. And it's not like he has to make it that much bigger. I think 450 gets the job done. Over 175? Yeah, you're probably right. Certainly 475 does. Yeah. Right? Um, but he has to go a little bit bigger than this to guarantee the fold. Against hands like this. Yeah, of yeah. course. No, of course. There's, there's going to be a lot. Of, but like he's obviously four betting thinking Berkey's kind of weak-ish. Right. But if Berkey's calling with King Tain suited, he's calling maybe with 100% of his three betting range. Or, or, you know, he's not folding any of his three betting range, I should say, if he's calling with King Tain suited. Right. Just think about That's it. That's a bad. Think about it this way. These guys started with 60 blinds each. If, if Vexler makes it two and a half more blinds here, just two and a half more, I think he gets significantly more fold equity. It's so, it's so worth losing those two and a half blinds when Berkey really has it. Absolutely. It's such a better thing to do. Because Berkey is going to... Now you're playing against Berkey, you're going to be out of position... Berkey, you have a bad hand against Berkey's range. Very bad. Also against his actual hand. But against his range, is terrible when he calls, right? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is just a bad spot to be in, which you just don't have to be in. So, yeah. So, I think this, that's, a, that's a pretty clear mistake by yeah. Vexler is his sizing on the four bet. I agree. Cool. Well, we go to the flop with a pot of 825K. And 825K happens to be how many stars... I give Nitrogen Sports Poker Room out of 825,000 stars. See, that's weird because um, you recently you gave them 180,000 stars. Yeah, I have different rating systems. Oh, okay. I, I have multiple rating systems. I rate different things on different rating systems. Nitrogen is the only one that's gotten the maximum level on all of my different rating systems, oh. including 180 out of 180K and 825 out of 825K. Have you tried Bubblicious? The gum? Yeah. You're asking me how to rate Bubblicious? I'm asking if you've tried it. I have tried it. I haven't rated it yet. Okay, clearly, I, because that would then be the other thing that has gotten maximum ratings on every possible scale. I, d- I disagree. What in the... Sam Hill are you talking about? I, I'm not a big Bubblicious fan, man. You have not really had Bubblicious. Then. You've seen Bubblicious. Maybe someone gave you gum and told you it's so Bubblicious. So you're arguing for the gum that is... The whole point of it is to make bubbles. Like, they don't care what the flavor is, basically. Excuse me. It's not called bubble. It's bubblicious. There's the word delicious. It's in the name. By the way, this is a nitro ad. <laughs> are, you, are, you the, are you the type of guy who just, when you start chewing gum and you, you get a little bored, you just eat it? You just kind of swallow Nobody it? does that. Jonathan Levy might. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Tastes good. Can no, we no, talk no. about nitrogen? Nitrogen. Okay, go ahead. I do it every time. You go. Oh, yeah, you do it every time. Lately, Let's look I've been at the historical every, data. Lately, Let's, I've been doing it every think, time. Do you think I'm over under 80% of the nitrogen ads, of the actual serious part of the nitrogen ads <laughs> over time? Oh, the serious part? Oh, geez. That, yeah, it's probably right around 80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the last month, though, it's been all me. So p- keep, it's been all me. Keep paying your penance then, buddy. It's all 2019. Right. All right, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how interested the listening audience is anymore, but let me tell you about nitrogen sports poker because it's great. Actually, not only do they have online poker, of course, they have a casino. They've got sports betting. It's Bitcoin only, which means the money gets in super fast, gets out in 90 minutes. You literally from the time you make your request till the time it arrives in your wallet, 90 freaking minutes. That's way faster than industry standard, even when it's Bitcoin, which is more like 48 hours of processing time. And then it comes out. It's a big, big difference. The other thing that's really important to talk about is, of course, our Poker Guys monthly tournament, which happens at the end of every month. They guarantee a thousand buy-ins. We get like eighty people. It's super cheap to play too. Costs the equivalent of about forty cents in Bitcoin. It's like a tenth of a mil a bit. It's an amazing spot. You got to use the link in the description though when you sign up. Otherwise, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, you don't want to be that. No. S O L. 
they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for that very sassy retort of a, a what, what would you call that? An agreement noise? The noise you just made? I suppose I would. Yeah, I guess I would. I don't want to, but I, I would. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to use an agreement noise for. No, I don't want to call it an agreement noise, but I, I kind of feel like I do have to. Call no, but it you that. don't want to use an agreement noise to agree with me. Mm-hmm. There you That's go. That's right. All right. Anyway, back to the hand. We've got 825K in the pot pre flop. The big blind is 30K, by the way. We're under the gun and plus one with Matt Berkey and young Pavel Vexler. We've got a flop that is coming, and I didn't write it down, but I can figure it out real quick. The it flop is, is king. It's king of clubs, four of diamonds, five of clubs, with 825 in the pot. Berkey's right. got king, ten of spades. Vexler's got queen, ten of hearts. Vexler hate his li- hates Ve- his life, but he thinks if I can get folds, this is a flop that I can get folds on. Yeah, if Vexler has ace-king, he might play ace-king just like this. He could play aces like this. He could play kings like this, and this board is good for all of those, right? What do you do with queens if you're Vexler? I check to Matt Berkey and let yeah. him bet and call. That's what I do. Just never fold? You're like putting your whole well, tournament in? I don't know. But on the flop, I'm check calling. I'm going to see how the board runs out. I'm going to see how he sizes it. I'm going to see if he decides to keep betting. I might fold, you know? Um, hopefully, he's not going to feel the need to, you know, triple barrel every time, you know? I don't think he will. So the times he triple barrels, it's going to be tough. Like, you're going to hate it. And sometimes you should fold the turn. Sometimes you should fold the river when he does that. But sometimes you have to call him all the way down, too, I think. You know? Luckily for Pavel, he doesn't have any sort of weird hard decision. He's pretty right. much has to bet with queen 10 This high. is easy. Yeah. He doesn't have to bet that much either on this board, which is nice. Well, he does a good job with sizing, then, if that's your opinion. According to Jonathan Levy, he bets 250K. That's exactly the amount I was thinking he should bet. 250 into 825. I like it that. Is, it's, it's pretty good, considering the board. I mean, there is a flush draw, but Berkey's unlikely to have a, the flush draw. He could have ace-queen of clubs, I guess, some sure. of the time. That's probably the only flush draw you'd put him on. Maybe ace-jack of clubs. I mean, the king is not the king of clubs, right? It is. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. Ace-king of clubs. Ace Jack of Clubs. No, Ace, ace Queen. Sorry, yeah, Ace Queen of Clubs. Yeah. I guess he can have Ace Ten of Clubs, but we wouldn't put him on that. No. I mean, we're not putting him on King Ten of Spades. Right, right. So, yeah, as Vexler, this is pretty great because we think Berkey, I guess Berkey could have Ace King. Mm-hmm. Berkey's probably going to five bet. Maybe he just calls. Maybe he doesn't have a five betting range. Maybe he has Aces and Kings here. I don't know. I don't know. With the stack to pop being what it is, it's possible he just five bets so he can see all five cards with yeah. uh, Ace King. I think he mostly is going to do that. At the same point, it is a little bit terrifying when the guy four bets you plus one and you're plus two. And you have 60 blinds. And you get to be in position and see a flop. And you're like, well, I only get to see three cards, but I don't have to p- commit my whole stack. I still have a reasonable stack here if I, if I fold the flop and he, you know, if he decides to bet a lot. Right. Point, so I think you can go either way. Point being, Vexler doesn't expect Brookie to have too many kings in his range because I wouldn't think King Queen was there, but of course it right. is because he has King 10 suited. He has a lot of kings in his range, actually, but... We wouldn't think that is Vexler. I mean, Vexler only has ace-king in his range, or should. only. Yeah. Apparently, he has more, too. Yeah. But we would assume he only has ace-king in his range, but that's fine. That makes up a huge part of his range. Right. I so mean, it really should be like queen, queen plus, and ace-king plus, right? Yeah. In theory. Right. And, and Vexler has the cer- certain range advantage here. Absolutely. So betting makes all the sense in the world. And yeah. I like the sizing. It's all good. Kind of sucks if Berkey has, like a random club hand that he decides to raise or something. Like if he somehow has Jack 10 of clubs, that's going to just suck. Yeah. If he has ace queen of clubs, it's like, yeah, but we're probably just going to get raised or he's probably just going to raise right now. And we're going to fold and okay, we have less chips than we had before, but we still have a reasonable stack. Yeah. And Berkey doesn't really have a decision here either. It's easy for him, right? He only has one thing he can do. It would be insane to raise. It would be insane to fold. Calling may not feel good, but it's clearly the best and only play. Yeah. 
Like you're like, I am losing to aces. I am losing to ace king. I'm losing to one combo of king king. I'm beating everything else. But there's a lot of aces kings and ace king out there, but whatever. But I'm very happy with this flop as Matt Berkey. I mean, it's pretty. We would have preferred, you know, 10, 10, 4, but we'll take, we'll take a king high 10, flop. 10, 10, 4 would have been good. We're beating queens now. Yeah. And we're beating, the, if we think this kid's a psycho, we are, we are further ahead and than we, we were before. And we've like denied a lot of his random equity with his random hands by exactly. having a top pair that's a very high top pair. Right. You know, it's a good flop. We're happy. Yep. We're happy, sad. We're still going to have a weird decision on the turn, potentially, but we'll worry about that when we get there. Right now, we have a clear call. There's nothing, there's nothing more to think about. We're just happy, sad, is Berkey. I think we're just happy. Happy, sad. Happy, sad's not a thing. Let's continue. Happy, sad's a thing. Uh, all right. So the pot is 1.325 million now, and we are at less than pot behind exactly. for each player. So Berkey looks like he's committed to this pot. If I was Vexler, I would think, oh, this guy actually has ace-king or something like well, that. Well, you can get him off of ace-queen of clubs if a club doesn't come. Berkey never is going to just flat with ace-queen of clubs. You think he's going to raise that on the flop? I do. With the nut flush draw, he's like, yeah, that's I fair. mean, whatever. You got it, you got it. But, like, I have outs against everything, and whatever. And he his ace-king. Yeah, like, I just got to go here. Like, I just have to. Yeah, that's reasonable. So Berkey usually has ace-king here? Or maybe sometimes, like, pocket jacks that just can't fold yet? Right. I think those are the things he has. Tens, jacks, ace, king. Maybe I guess queens. he can have queens. A little too. bit of queens. Sure, he can have queens. Um, but that's those are all things that are not... I mean, I guess we can maybe get jacks to fold, maybe. But the problem is ace, king's going to also just call here. And yeah. ace, king's never folding if we ship never. the turn. Right? There's no card that can come. That's right. gonna, that ace, king's going to fold on. A, a, a low club, it doesn't matter. It's going to freaking call. Yeah. Based on the way this happened pre-flop. So I think as Vexel, we should be like, all right, I'm done. Like, there's no card that can come. I guess a jack can come, and I can turn open-ended and have a weird decision. But besides that, even then, I think I should be done as Bexler. Turns the nine of spades. So he picks up a gutter. Yeah, he picks up a gutter, but he decides to check. I like it. I understand the check. It doesn't seem like Berkey's going to be folding a ton of stuff. No, Berkey's committed to the hand. It seems. It seems. I don't think he really is, but it seems like he is. I mean, if Vexler were to move in on the turn, do you think Berkey's folding or calling? I think it's a big decision. I'm not sure. Me too. Me too. It's a really big decision. Yeah. Um, I would guess... I don't know what Berkey's going to do, actually. I was going to guess that Berkey was going to call, but he's got such a bad kicker. Maybe He's still got 40 blinds, man. Maybe he can find a fold. Um, It's close, but I like like giving up a lot because Berkey's not supposed to have king with a bad kicker. Any king Berkey's supposed to have here is supposed to be good enough to call or shove. Yep. So now we're like hoping to fold out queens and jacks and tens and maybe nines sometimes. All right. Well, Vexler does check the turn. Would Vexler check the turn with ace king or aces or a set of kings? I don't believe so. I think he would probably move in because there are two clubs out there. The pot's already pretty big. Berkey, if he has a king, is like if he has the ace king, is going to call. Yeah. Um, while Berkey can have tens and maybe nines and maybe jacks and maybe queens. He may also not have those as much as we think, and that that is a bad flop for those hands. That king yeah. is a really bad card for him. Yeah, um, he may not have that. He may fold those hands on the flop sometimes, but Ace Kings never he probably folding. has some of them. Like if if Vexler Ace King, there would be the same number of combos of Queens, Jacks, and Tens. Berkey probably has to call with at least the Queens. You know, he's got to call with some, okay. some stuff. Fair enough, know? but but okay, that's fair. Um, I agree with you. I'm not sure if Berkey can really have clubs though. So I'm saying like he should. You know, there's two clubs out there, but. Can Berkey really just call with clubs? What clubs can he call with? I mean, you wouldn't expect, you wouldn't put him on queen jack of clubs or anything like that. No way. No way. You wouldn't think he has too many clubs. 
Like I would think he's not going to flat the flop with that much, with the amount behind that there is. I think he'd use the fold equity to move in on the flop. Right. With his so clubs. so maybe you would check ace king or aces or set of kings if you're Vexler if you're not worried about Berkey drawing out too often. Especially if we have ace king. Yeah. Um, actually, no. It's true for all of them. Like ace king is great because there's kind of no card you're worried about. Yeah. You know, um, aces there's there's still only two kings. Yeah. It's not so bad. And Kings, you're not worried about anything either. It's a pretty good spot. No, the, the thing to be worried about, I guess, is another club coming and Berkey folding and getting away from his hand. That's what you're worried about. Yeah. That's why we should bet, I think, as Vexler, actually. Right. That it's not that we're afraid of a card. It's that we're afraid he'll be afraid of a card. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I agree. So it looks like Vexler's just giving up because you think at least yeah. some of the time he's going to bet his big hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's giving up. So Vex, Vexler checks. Berkey checks back. Love the check back. Sure. Give the kid a chance to bluff if he's bluffing. I mean, if the kid's going to snap call, we always lose. Every time the kid calls, pretty much we lose as Berkey, right? Yeah. If we bet. Maybe. Now, the kid would Queens. keep going. If, if the kid had ace queen of clubs, he might move in. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, he would have moved in. He's not going to check call with the ace queen of clubs, right? Right. So, yeah, I don't think we. I think the check back is the only way to get value. To get more value. Like, there, the pot is significant. You could say, hey, the pot's pretty good. But you could also say, this kid has very few outs against me. You know, he probably has like an ace against me. Or maybe a two, he's got two outs against me if he's got like, you know, queens or jacks or tens. Maybe he's drawing dead against me sometimes. Let's give him a chance. Yep. He's a psycho. Let's give him a chance. So I like the check back. I can get value on the river, and then I can, I can rep a weaker hand on the river too by getting value. Yeah. And if the kid does have ace king, cool. He'll bet. Like, well, a bet will probably go in on the river, but I'll still have chips. Like, yep. that's better. So, yeah, I like this. I like yep. the check back. It's a good check back. The river for Matt Berkey, not as good as the check back. Yeah. It's the old Jack of Diamonds. So bad. The kid man. rivers the nuts. So brutal. The king, four, five, two club board. He's got queen, 10 of hearts, no backdoor hearts. He's running he almost runner, runner, nuts. Almost completely dead on the flop. He needs running queens or this. Yep. That's it, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, come on. That's so brutal. With 15 left in the PCA. I guess an ace and a, and a jack could come, not just a nine and a jack, but well, that's it. We don't have to feel that bad. Berkey's had a lot of success. He has, but yeah. it's, it's pretty brutal. It is. This is. Like Berkey checked back to give the kid a chance to bluff. The jack comes down, the kid has the nuts, and I'm pretty sure the kid's going to bet. Okay. Should the kid bet? I think the kid has to bet. Why? I'd be really concerned about Berkey checking back. With? Um, two tens, two queens. Um, it's hard to come up with much else. I guess if he could have smaller pocket pairs also, maybe. Maybe. If, we, if we're a bit of a psycho, which we think we are, and we think Berkey knows it, and we, we did a give up, he checked back, he's got some showdown value. We got the nuts, let's go get that. Let's go get some money. That's what I think. You think you should check? I'm just wondering if Berkey would consider folding. Nah, he, nah. I think I like betting. I agree. It's hard to get value, but it's hard yeah. to get value either way. And this way we can, um, if we're seen as a psycho, by checking it looks like we have got a showdownable hand, which Berkey then may check back a lot of his stuff because he we'll, won't try and bluff. Not that he'd really be bluffing. Um, he'd probably just check back and see where he is, if he wins or not, right? Yeah. But by betting, Berkey's going to have to call with some of his hands. And since we've got the nuts, hey, that's great. So how much do you think Vexler should bet? 1.325 in the pot. He's got 1.2. Should he move in? Should he bet small? I don't think he should bet small. Okay. First of all, I think Berkey is the kind of guy who likes to like, you know, do mental gymnastics. And so let's give him a chance to like try and triple level himself or something like that. I think he should bet big. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's going to work. 
based on his range and based on even his hand, I wouldn't know if it's going to work. Like he's got King 10. I don't know what he's supposed to do if we bet. Right. Honestly. Then the second question is, should we bet all of it or some of it? Meaning should we bet like the full 1.2? Should we bet a million? Yeah. Um, do we want to leave a little bit left for Berkey so it's maybe slightly easier to call? Also, it looks like we're leaving a little bit left for ourselves. So right. if, we, if our bluff gets called, because you could say 850000 and $1.2 million are effectively the same, but this way, if I'm bluffing, I get to keep that 350000 That's t- That's 12 lines. Like, that's pretty good. Like, I should do that, right? If, if it has the same fold equity and same, right? You should More bet all but 5K. <laughs> right. Like we, Stephen Chidwick. Like Stephen Chidwick, the, grim, the Slim Reaper did. Uh, yeah. A few weeks ago on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I actually like betting not the full amount because it looks like either I'm trying to leave him some, which maybe psychologically makes it slightly easier for him to call, or even better, it looks like I'm leaving myself some for my bluff, like Phil Helmuth does this, right? Yeah. Um, so that would be a reason. That could be a reason Matt Berkey could talk himself into calling with his, it seems not super strong hand here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's what I like. What do you think? I mean, I, I could be talked into other sides. I like shoving or betting really big. I mean, shoving isn't bad either. It looks desperate. Yeah. Which I kind of like. The problem is if Berkey doesn't have Jack, Jack, King, Jack, which is hard for him to have, although it turns out he can have it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What's Berkey doing with Ace, King if we shove? I don't know. But isn't that the same thing as betting super big? It's pretty similar. Yeah. It's pretty similar. The only reason to not go all in is for balance is to like leave yourself some when you're bluffing sometimes. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. If Berkey had a bit more, like the fact that it puts Berkey's life on the line because they started with the same amount. I don't know. There's a like, I don't know for Berkey if it matters. He may not care. In fact, and it also may even make him more apt to call because it looks like you're trying to use that again, leverage that against him. I think I like shoving. I'm cool with the shove. I'm cool with betting 800K plus. I think yeah. 800K is like the minimum bet you could ever make here, though. Even 850. Well, he goes for 900. Yeah. I like 900, too. I think that's, that's a nice size bet. It is nice. I think I prefer shove, but whatever. That's it's, fine. You know, I'm splitting hairs. Berkey really may call the same percentage of a shove or 900. I'm curious. I would love to know that. I don't know. I think this is more important in the super high rollers when the, du- the dudes are betting for value or for a bluff, when these guys are playing each other all the time. Yeah. To be able to leave yourself some when you're bluffing. It's more important against the guys you're playing against all the time who are going to notice that, right? Mm-hmm. So you have balance. But in this spot, this once-in-a-lifetime spot for this kid, I think go for the value. Go for all in. That's a really fair point. That's a fair point. I don't hate that point. I, I could be talking. I may be talking to that. I don't know. I feel, I feel similarly about the. I think big sizing is the important thing. And if you have a reason to think he's going to call more on one size or another, go for it. All right. So now Berkey's in a real poopy spot. Yeah, what the heck is he supposed to do? That's a good question. So I guess we have to ask ourselves a couple questions. What do do we know about this kid? Do we know how much of a psycho he is? If he's a super psycho, that helps us a little bit. Yep. I mean, all signs point to super psycho from this hand, at least. It seems like we must think he's a super psycho in that he did four bet queen, ten of hearts. We three bet king, ten of spades and call the four bet with a two to one stack to pot ratio left. Seems like we think he's a psycho. Yeah. All right. We, We check the turn, right? Now, we check the turn for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is to give the psycho a chance to be a psycho, right? Yep. So that's pretty good. Psycho going to psycho. So if we think he's a psycho, we probably should be calling. I suppose. that. I mean, that, I guess that would just mean that he has bluffs that are not that don't have anything to do with the board at all. Just right. Like eight high sometimes. They're mm-hmm. just like, all right, you didn't, you're going to have enough eight high here that I can call. Could psycho have ace queen and just be like, 
well, yeah, this didn't work out at all. But hey, you checked it back, so you're not super strong. Great, he could. Let me take a shot. No one has you. You can't really have queen ten. So not that we assume Psycho can have it, but Matt Berkey's sitting there trying to think what um, Vexler's thinking, right? Vexler, he might assume Vexler's thinking, well, Berkey never has the nuts. Right. Neither of us really ever have the nuts, you would think. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to worry about that. So the only way they do the jack, the jack hits pocket jacks, and that's really it, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe King Jack suited for one of these guys, but it seems pretty rare. All right, so let's go through the obvious value for Vexler, forgetting okay. that he's a psycho. Great. Jack-Jack is the most obvious value. Absolutely. Yeah. He would play it like this the whole way. No question. Yeah. Maybe not a four bet, but some people are going to four bet that, mm-hmm. you know? King King could check the turn because you're like, well, Berkey yep. does never have a flush draw. I don't want to blow him off of whatever he has. I have the board crushed. I'll go for my value on the river. If Berkey bets, he's effectively moving in. So it's yeah. great. Yeah, that's fine. Would Ace, Ace, and Ace King bet this size on this card? What are they afraid of? They're afraid of Berkey having jacks, right? That's the only reason yeah. to not do it. Right. They're not really afraid of King Jack, although maybe they should be, but they're not. Right. right. So it's really only a two outer. But the problem, of course, is what's what are we hoping to get called by? We're hoping to get called by Ace-King? I guess so. Maybe Ace-King is a check and Aces is a bet. Because we're not blocking the King yeah. that way. Although, combos-wise, is it any different? I don't know if it's any different. Well, we want to be able to win with our value bet rather than chop, like when Berkey has Ace-King. Right, right, right. Okay, that's a great point. And we, and we can check and bluff catch sometimes with Ace-King. Ace-King can be our bluff catching hand. Okay, right. So we can bet because he has a bunch of combos of Ace-King, we think, yeah. that can call. We would have to strongly consider yeah. calling. Um, but if we have Ace-King, we're only chopping anyway. Maybe we want to check, and we can check call really yeah. comfortably with Ace-King. That's right. a good check calling hand for us. Okay. All right, so traditional value seems like set of jacks, set of kings, and pocket aces. That's like basically it. Yeah. For Vexler. That's not a lot. Let's see, somehow his pocket nines and did some weird stuff. Right. Which is possible seeing that it's Vexler, but it is possible. But we can't give him all the It'd be very strange nines. for him to check the turn when the nine hits and Berkey called on the king high flop. I agree. I agree. But it's at least possible, right? Like, we have him also checking with uh, top set, and it, they play the same. Right, but by the way, we didn't think that Vexler was necessarily going to check ace-king, aces, and kings on the turn. Jacks make sense. Also, by the way, when you have pocket kings, you're blocking ace-king and, and Berkey yeah. having kings. When you have nines, you're not, Yeah, which is a good reason to bet. You could also bet small. You don't have to bet huge. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. But this is another thing on the side of calling for Berkey. Like, Vexler, we initially were thinking, like, well, he's going to bet the turn with a lot of ace-king, aces, set of kings, hands. Maybe he's going to check sometimes, but at least some of those combos are going to be bets on the turn, right? So mm-hmm. that eliminates more of the value there. Yeah. yeah. The only value that makes 100% sense is, is jacks. Right. It's possible he's not going to bet jacks on the flop, but it's possible he will. Yeah. Um, besides that, everything else, yeah, that jacks really fits. Yeah. So that's not a lot. And if the kid's got any wiggle to his waggle, which yeah. it seems like he does, yeah. I think he got a call with King 10, even though it sucks ass. I agree. I agree. You're sitting there, you're like, please don't have aces or ace king. Like, that's the worst. Yeah. Like, if you're not really polarized and, you have, and, you, and you're betting that, then I'm really getting kind of owned here, right? right? But if, like, if you can't show up with aces or ace king, then you start, then it's like, okay, well, he's polarized and, I'm on the, and maybe I'm on the wrong side. He will be, of course, if he calls here. Be on the wrong side of the polarization, right? He'll be on the North Pole instead of the South. Yeah. There'll be penguins instead of polar bears. Right. Actually, vice versa, but continue. Um, that's about all I've got to say. It seems like a call. I think it's a call. Now, if it was a very tight player, oh, Berkey would have never played it this way in the first place. Berkey wouldn't have three bet. He wouldn't have called the four bet. Uh, yeah, and he would fold now. 
<laughs> if it was a tight player, right? Yes. Somehow we got here with all this, he would fold when the guy bets 900K on the river. He'd be like, oh, you have jacks, I guess. Or you slow played. Or you have aces and you just check the turn because you did, right? Yeah, he would just fold. Yep. Seems I think you're supposed to call against, against the crazy kid. Yeah, I think so. And that's The crazy kid might have bet anyway if a jack didn't come. Berkey probably didn't put queen 10 in his range. No. No, this is a crippling call for, for Matt Berkey, too. Yep, and he does call, ends up going out 15th place yeah. after losing the majority of his stack here. Interestingly enough, we've done two Berkey hands from the PCA. He made the wrong decision both times. Both times we thought it was the technically correct decision. Right. Both times we like the decision, and yeah. we think he should be making those decisions. Right. So that sucks for him. Yeah. It does say something, though. Like, he made that fold with, like, was it 40-some-odd players left? 43, yeah. When he folded the full house. Incorrectly, as it turns out. Um, still got himself to the point where he had 60 blinds with 15 players left and was in pretty good shape. And possibly the psycho kid's going to bet 900K no matter what the river is. Yeah. And if that's true, then Matt got crazy unlucky, right? Because he's going to fold only two aces, probably. Yep. That's probably the only card in the deck maybe he folds to. And... Um, like, wow, the Psycho Kid, like, almost handed him a stack, potentially. Right. Maybe the Psycho Kid was just going to check fold the river, though. He probably was. It's a big moment. When Mac checks it back, Matt looks like he's pot controlling so he can call the river, but still not easy to call with the hand that he has. Of course, you wouldn't think he has that hand. So. It's just such an unfair river card. It really is. Yeah. So, nice run for Matt Berkey. Finishes 15th. This kid, by the way, with five left, as we are recording, still alive. Yeah. We don't so. know what happened. Nope. Not in the future yet. But those of you who are listening to this, you know. How are those hoverboards working out? <laughs> you know, they do have self-lacing shoes now. How, how, like is, a thing. how are the jetpacks that everybody got? Is it finally here? Everybody has jetpacks? I mean, self-lacing shoes is cool. Can't we just be happy with that? I mean, Velcro came out in like the 80s. That's, That's not self-lacing. It doesn't self-adhere. You still have to use your hands. I want to just look at the thing and have it go blah, 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 like in Back to the Future you know 2. What, you know what's upsetting? What? What's a little bit upsetting is the the lace lobby just shutting down Velcro. Like Velcro shoes oh, are yeah, so Velcro's much. Oh, yeah. Velcro's doing so badly. Okay. But Velcro shoes. Yeah. Come on. So much better. It makes so much sense. It does. It's, it's, I don't, it's I don't understand. clearly better. It's like Velcro's for little kids. Somehow they like got that in all our heads. And it works. It's like killing the electric car, man. It's the same thing. <laughs> I kind of forced to agree with you, man. I, I mean, it's, it's just clearly a superior technology. Yeah. I mean, again, in fairness, the guy who invented Velcro doing very, very well. Yes. But the Velcro shoe situation. That sh- there should be every shoe I in the world. I should be allowed to wear Velcro <laughs> shoes without anybody saying shit. I mean, does anyone really look at your shoes so closely that they would notice? I mean, yes. I'm going to buy some Velcro shoes. Are That's you, it. I'm doing are it. Are you actually doing that? I'm doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. And you're going to wear them? Of course, on I'm a regular basis. Yes, I I invite the world your to next ridicule date? me. Are you going to invite wear them on your next date? It depends on how they look. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the date or the shoes. In fairness, I often wear like nice shoes, not sneakers on a on a date. You know? The date or the shoes? How they oh, look. I meant the shoes, but I guess I guess it's true for in both ways. Now that I think <laughs> about it. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's what we care about today. Velcro shoes. Fair enough. And all I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.